All right, welcome in to Grow Your No, brought to you by Kelly's Green. This is Clay Edwards, and I've got Miss Kelly Williams, the CEO, the boss lady in charge down there at Kelly's <laughs> Green, right there in Jackson, uh, Central Mississippi's vertical medical marijuana Yeah, company. we are full vertical for sure. Yeah, full good vertical. morning. Morning, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> Big day tomorrow. Yeah, we we got the CLE, um, which you know is which is continuing legal education, but it is open to non lawyers. Um, it's uh, so I, I wanted to make that clear. Um, it's twenty five bucks if you want to come and you're a non lawyer, and you can look on our Facebook page and find the link to register. Uh, and you can probably show up with a check. I don't know. I don't want to, like, override MC Law's policies or registration process. But I can tell you uh, on the CLEs that I've gone to, there's plenty of CLEs that I don't register for. I just show up with a check. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't register, but can I be here? And they're like, of course you can. You have a check. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. If so, if they're if they're going out there and they're just, they're just going to kind of drop in unannounced, per se, <laughs> Where are they going at MC Law? It's the conference. I think, I think they have to call it the conference room. It it will be like there if you is park. It, is this in downtown or is it is? In That's right. No, no, no. It's downtown. So the law school yeah. is in downtown Jackson on Griffith Street. It's That's actually. Right. 151 Griffith Street okay. is where the law school's located. So it ain't like you're going out to the campus trying to spin around a circle. Oh, no, 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 no. And the law school is, um, it's, it is, uh, fairly compact, you know, because it's in downtown mm-hmm. Jackson on Griffith Street. So it's not, uh, difficult to navigate. And, uh, and when you get there and you, if you park, um, the parking for the most part is across the street from the actual school, which, which it's all very clear. Like I know parking can be a nightmare downtown. Um, but that, that parking lot because they, they'll use that for like when they have big events down on Fair Street. And that's stuff, right. They use the MC. That's it, right. It's a big parking. It lot. It is a big parking lot, and it's clear. It's sort of laid out very clearly. Like you know where the, you can see where the school is, and you yeah. can see where the parking lot is, and you can you'll be it, and it'll be easy to navigate your way to the CLA because it's literally just walking into one building, and you're right there, and you can see where you're going. So. Um, so yeah, so it's open to lawyers for continuing legal education to get your, your CLE hours. So if you're a lawyer, um, and you haven't gotten your CLE hours, which is me (laughs) as always, um, uh, and because the deadline is the end of June, excuse me, the end of July. So July 31st is the deadline for lawyers to get their CLE hours. Uh, we're required to have 12 hours and an ethics hour every year. So let me ask this. This is a yeah. kind of a lawyer curiosity question here. Does it matter what the extended education is about? I mean, do, are mm-hmm. they like, these are the only courses we're doing this year, so you got to learn about, well, just use medical marijuana, for example. Do you ha- have to, like, this year it's medical marijuana, next year it could be uh, tort reform. I'm just throwing stuff out. Sure. I, don't know. I mean, so, so does it matter? Because I'm guessing that all different people throw these continued education things all throughout the state. Yeah, well, so 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 to first answer your first question, no, it de- you don't have to, and there are tons of CLEs throughout the entire year. Sure. Um. So, uh, it's just that you see at the end of the year, July thirty first, lawyers who, uh, either you know, it's just it's hard to take a day out and go to a CLE mm-hmm. when you're practicing, obviously, or when you're doing anything. I mean, people, you know, it's hard because you do have to take the day out and go sit and do the CLE. But you know, we've got more options now too. So, um, I mean, so. Ole Miss puts on CLEs, of course, up in Oxford. Uh, MC Law puts on a ton of CLEs here locally in Jackson. And then you've got, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about Ole Miss, but I know like MC also has online 
um, CLEs, there may be a limit to how many you can get through an online um, deal, but they're still there. So, um, uh, and, um, and then there are other companies out there. Like if you just Googled Mississippi CLE, you know, you could go find uh, a company that, um, well, like barristers, I think is an example of mm-hmm. one. You know that that you can that have a, that have an online CLE. You can you can do too. Um, you just have to watch that limit. There may not be a limit anymore. I'm not I'm not real sure. I I can't remember. But um, but there are CLEs about every single topic in law, and some of them are CLEs like a whole day. Then some of them do like CLE by the hour. So like for example, um, after our CLE tomorrow, I'll still be short three hours. So I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to, sometime this week, I'm going to have to go find three hours of CLE. Tighten up. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm going to have to, yeah. Um, But. uh, And when's the cutoff by July 31st? (laughs) Come on now, Kelly. It's always, every year, every single year. Lead lead by example. I know, I know. Well, this is the thing, you know, when I practiced law, I was always over. And the reason why is because. And I'm guessing that don't roll over. No, it does. It does. So like the extra. So you if can, you got yeah, 15 you instead take, of 12 that's right, three you, it'll carry oh, okay. over. So, shocked. I, there you go. So, uh, but when I practiced, uh, you know, um, through my parent defender work, uh, um, I was uh, also, um, I worked for the, uh, I had the, the uh, public defender contract where we trained um, lawyers to, uh, to be parent defenders, to be certified parent defenders. And um, and so the certification classes were um, were also CLEs, and so um, we presented. I presented at a ton of those all the time. And so when you present, you get hours. And so I always had more than I needed. Uh, always, I always carried over a bunch of hours. But when I uh, quit practicing and went full time with Kelly's Green, um, I mean, I'm still a lawyer. I'm still active with the bar. I have to, I'm still in good standing, and I have to maintain that. So it's just became it became difficult because I don't present at CLEs the way I used to. I used to present at them all year long because so, um, we were doing training. My um, my Wednesday and Friday co-host is a former ADA, Sean Yorkron. Mm-hmm. And he com- apparently he complains a lot about having to pay $50 to keep your license inactive. <laughs> 50, oh. It's like 50 a year, I think, to keep your license inactive. It's like it's oh, inactive in, or inact- active? I think it's inactive. To, to even be inactive, it costs fifty dollars a year. <laughs> so to keep your so what's that's interesting. I've my license has never been inactive. It's always yeah. been active, and it's always cost me way more. Yeah. than fifty dollars. I was like, I should, to, I, which I guess it, the inactivity fee is just so it doesn't go dormant. I assume. I don't know. That's, or so you don't have to get your CLE possibly. I guess, but it's so weird. Why but, can't you just stop? I know it doesn't like, make sense. That's funny. Maybe maybe it's inactive, but in good standing, inactive. I'm sure that's what it is. Like it's yeah. not like I like I just went inactive because I was done, not because I was disbarred or anything yeah. like that. We, so, have a, we have a rogue mosquito flying <laughs> through here. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I know well, you mentioned that, and I just I thought about that because it's just something he harps about some in here. Apparently, that's he's, so apparently, funny. Amongst in his lawyer friend circles, it's something that he's known for complaining about about having to pay to be inactive. About having to pay to be inactive. 
So um, I just kind of thought that's right. We're not doing it anymore, but we're still going to get we're a still going to get your money. Yeah. Once yeah. you get that license, it's over. You're going to be paying forever, whether you're active or inactive. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's tomorrow, MC it Law. It is, yeah, MC Law. And we've got a great uh, lineup. Um, uh, we've got Claire Millette. Um, we've got uh, Slate's VZ. We've got Spence New- Blackguard. Newberger reached out to me yesterday. New- it's Newberger, New Gardner. Yes. Newberger. Newberger, yeah. Newberger. yeah. Yeah, he reached out yeah. to me about uh, coming on the show again yesterday, and so I was like, "Hey, you're going to be uh, doing the thing." Yes, he's going to be on one of our panels. So, one of the panels is a business panel, um, or you know, an in, a, yeah, an industry business panel. So we've got um, a representative from Canna First, who uh, they bank. They're a Mississippi bank who banks um, industry cannabis industry cannabis businesses. We've got uh, an insurance representative from the Now Agency. Um, we've got uh, Ken Newberger on that panel, uh, and he is of course the executive director of 3MA. Um, and we've got, uh, gosh, we've got. Um, We've also got Chad King, who I know everybody, if you've listened to the show, you know Chad, or if you know me, you know, you probably know Chad too. Uh, Chad is doing uh, presenting and he's going to do uh, a legal, um, included in his uh, presentation is um, is a judicial panel. So we've got uh, a couple judges coming. We've got Judge Carlin Hicks and Judge Tiffany Groves, uh, Judge Tiffany Grove. Um, and it's just a great time to really have an opportunity. I think I mentioned this before to talk to judges without having to be, uh, litigating in front of them or to have an issue in front of them. Um, cause it's, you don't, you don't get much face time with judges when, when you're not in front of them. Um, and so a CLE that has judges on a panel or judges presenting is a great opportunity for people to, um, you know, get a feel for your judge uh, without having to be litigating in front of that judge. Yeah, well, we talked about that last week, especially or to have a situation where it could be viewed as a conflict of interest type thing right. or anything like that. We you know you get a legitimate chance to talk to judges. That's I, right. I'll go to these. I'll go to these breakfast and lunch gatherings. These kind of political functions here and there. Mm-hmm. And there's usually some judges there and. I'm not. A, I'm obviously not a lawyer, but I still find it fascinating to get the opportunity to kind of get into these guys' heads a little bit and kind of get to know them as right. people and stuff. So it's always got to be a good opportunity, especially from a law, oh, yeah. legal lawyer standpoint. Yeah. Um, and we've got uh, we've got uh, we were, we were super fortunate. Um, we were able uh, to uh, the Department of Reven- uh, Department of Revenue and the Department of Health will have representatives there on a panel as well. I find that wildly interesting. Uh, I think it's good to see. Way more than I should, but I'm just curious from the Department of Revenue standpoint uh, how they're looking at all this. And I know that they've had about a year year or so of of data and information and what they've learned, what do they plan on doing, what tweaks, this, that, and the other. It's very interesting to me. Yeah, and I I think it's, I think what if, honestly, you know, what if a fascinating, uh, maybe that's overstated, maybe I'm just a nerd, but what a fascinating opportunity i think to be in again that same to be in a relaxed setting where you get to hear you know just some where you're not you know as an industry as a business owner or an industry professional um you know all the time that we get with the depart with the with the regulating agencies is scary well, <laughs> you, know? well I, you know i had the nightclub so i had a liquor license right. for years and anytime i got to have real in-depth conversations where i wasn't feeling like it was an adversarial deal with the guys over at the abc you know right. like i'm still friends with those guys yeah. to, the, to this day and anytime i got to have a good tap into their brains it's like okay what, are, what why this why that to be able to ask real 
Real questions. Real questions and a friendly atmosphere versus adversarial. Right. Like them arresting one of my bartenders or me for selling right. beer to a minor or something. <laughs> right. You know, so it was a it was always a good conversation to be able to, to have with those folks. Uh, shout out to my buddy Andy out there at the ABC, still there to this day. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 maybe that's, I, I know that the appreciation I got from having those opportunities from that aspect. Right. I imagine if you're in the marijuana industry and you get a chance to speak with the people who are in charge of basically policing you right that uh, it's yeah you know that, that it's, it's a good conversation to have you know what are y'all seeing what are some things that people sure. are doing what what do we need to watch out for right all of that type stuff yeah and a, you know abc regulates the um well, the dor regulates dispensaries but abc acts out as the you know the abc or the agents and abc are the ones who go out and the do the inspections yeah yeah, okay. yeah, but yeah. Th- th- those are good guys, man. Oh yeah, no, it's I mean, uh, they, they it's, uh, really are. Yeah, and 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 too. So you know, I think the other part is that again, it's so new. You know, we're still so new. Like we feel, like, I feel like I've been this forever at five years. But the truth is, is the program is is we are still in startup phase. Like it's so new. Um, for, for a, a lot of us feel sort of, if you will, battle. You know, battle battle toward or sure. Uh, but but uh, the truth is, is it's it's in its infancy. The, at some point down the road. You know, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. But at some point down the road, you have to think that there will be a book written about this whole ordeal. Yeah. And you, you trailblazers that have started this whole process, <laughs> the, you'll have to be a part of it. Yeah. There, will, there, will have, there, will, there will have to be a chapter about Kelly Williams in there. Oh, you know, and, and well, I mean, thank she, you, Clay. Well, I mean, just yeah. think about it. You know, like you said, you've been doing this for five years, and this program just went into effect, what, January 1st or something like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, the governor signed the bill February of 2022, and so it really it really launched then. But, of course, it, that wasn't when first sales were. You know, that that was the that was the bill signing, and sure. then everything went into uh, uh, planning and execution sort of all at the same time, yeah. you know, really. Um and uh, so, but yes, very fast. I will tell you, Mississippi, once we got all of the kinks worked out with, you know, we had the, uh, we had, of course, we had Initiative 65 and we had the vote. And then, of course, we had the lawsuit filed before the vote that the Supreme Court didn't rule on until May 14th, 2021. Um, at that time, they invalidated everything. And so it was from May to February of, uh, that was the time between the you know trying to come up with the legislative bill and the the governor signed it in February of 2022, and once that was signed, it it went like lightning fast. We really did do you know again uh, the state agencies get a bad rap sometimes I think because but the truth is is Mississippi ramped up our program faster than any other state once we got through those kinks. When we come back from the break, I want yep. to get your thought. I want to jump in the Wayback Machine and go back to the day that that Mary Hawkins Butler lawsuit was filed mm-hmm. and what that did. What was the environment like? What what was going through your mind? You know, I remember exactly where I was when I got that breaking news thing and what mm-hmm. was going through my head. Mm-hmm. I was on my way to lunch. I'll tell the story when we come back because I want to hear. Awesome. I, want, I want to get your thoughts on that. Sure, absolutely. All right, this is Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's. Green, we got Kelly Williams, the boss lady in charge there, doing our weekly show. As far as we know, it's the only medical marijuana dedicated show in the state of Mississippi that we're aware of. So uh, tune us in, sign up for the podcast. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back in to Grow Your Note, brought to you by Kelly's Green and uh with my host, uh, Miss Kelly Williams. I am Clay Edwards. 
So we've been talking about, this is what we do every Tuesday from 9 to 10. We yep. dedicate an hour brought to you exclusively by Kelly's Green. It's a free and educational show about medical marijuana in the state of Mississippi and the whole process and yeah. any questions you may have. Look, guys, hey, the phone lines are open. Yeah. If you have any questions, 601-879-0002. My Guns and Gear text line is open, too, if you if you prefer text, 769-241-1944. And I say that because we got a text during the break. And I did answer it, but for the sake of everybody else. And we talk about this a good bit. And I'll mm-hmm. reference back and say, go back and listen to last week's podcast. And we talked about it in depth. But somebody said, why is it so hard to get a job there? And I said, permit card. Oh, yeah. Is it, you mean in the industry or at Kelly's Green? Was uh, that a specific question? Or uh, you know? it, it sounded like it was more specific to Kelly's Green. Okay. But <laughs> I, I still assume, I still assume he was referring to, the hey, look, yeah. it comes down, it, you know, that just comes yeah. down to, you know, if so, you're a good fit. But can I, like, I can answer that. I, just, I would love to answer that sure, and just absolutely. say, at the end of the day, it comes down to work permit. And so, you know, I, I've told people we don't have a shortage of interested people. We have a shortage of eligible people because you absolutely have to have a work permit. If we could even bring you in preliminary, preliminarily, preliminarily, there we go. Works for me. <laughs> Words are hard today. Um, we would, but we can't. Like the law and the regulations do not allow us to have anybody on the property, even on a voluntary basis, that doesn't have a work permit. So. That's what the the issue is. It is not, uh, yeah, it's so, so, you know, when, when we ask on the, like one of our postings has a question on there about, do you have a medical marijuana, a Mississippi, a valid Mississippi medical marijuana work permit? Um, and if you don't answer yes to that, we can't take you to the next step. Now we do try to reach out to everybody to say we've received it and we've just got tons. And so if we've missed you, then, 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 uh, then you know you can always reach out to our HR department and I'm in that or our our messages on our Facebook page but um if you have a work permit you have an interview I mean there's no question like there's there's no question about that so if it's if it's if it's if it's difficult then please let us know because if you certainly if you have a work permit it shouldn't be and if you don't, um, that is probably the the problem as we go through all the um, all the candidates. And uh, yeah. l- last week's episode, we 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 basically dedicated the whole, what ended up being about half the show to discussing how to get the work permit, the website, the whole nine yards. If you'll go to wherever you download podcast or stream music, and just type in Clay Edwards Show, you get to the page, and uh, you can search yep. different podcast. It'll be last week's episode of Grow Your Know. Yeah. And uh, you can go and listen to it. And, of course, you can always message me, and I'll send you the information. I don't mind at all. But uh, I may be driving down the road and can't text or something. I may have it written down in my notes from last week, whatever. But we'll get you that information. We want to be as helpful as possible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so I teased, uh, what we call it in the business, a tease. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You mentioned the the lawsuit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm going to sit here, and I'm sure you don't either. I, you know, I want to sit here and, you know, throw mud at anybody, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Everybody has their purposes for what they do. Sure. So Mary, Mayor Mary and Madison filed a lawsuit uh, uh, over the initiative. Right. And the law. And, of course, that held everything up for a little while. I remember I was working over there at car dealership on Highway 80. I was walking out the door to lunch, and I got that text. And it was just, I just wanted to stop and k- stomp my own foot. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Mississippi was doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. Was it was stubbing its own foot in the door, just slamming it shut. Like, what are you doing? Right. I mean, and 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 I don't have a penny 
invested in, not a, not an iota of skin in the game, not a, right. not a microfiber of skin in the game. And it was a kick in the gut. And I don't have any, and I'm not even somebody who's going to be partaking in the, pro, in the program. Right. But it was just like one step forward, 10 steps back. Yeah. What was it like for you that day? Or did you have any idea that that was about to happen? Or did it kind of, everybody kind of get punched in the face at the same time? So the, when the lawsuit was filed, um, I, I did, I did personally, I, if I, if, if, you know, my recollection is a little bit foggy, but I don't recall ever having any knowledge before the lawsuit was filed. Yeah. You know, I mean, you hear things, sure, but you, you never really, you know, I mean, honestly, we had from the very beginning in Mississippi, there was, there was, of course, like every other state in that regard, so much, or not so much. There were some, there was a, 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 a loud majority, a loud minority of people who opposed it. And we know that because the vote was 74%, right? But there was opposition. And so you hear things. Um, and so, but, but I, I did not know the lawsuit would actually be filed until it was filed. Um, you know, and then I think it was interesting because in the, uh, in the lawsuit, you know, there, there was a, there was a request for an injunction to stop the actual vote. But the injunction portion of the of the complaint was was denied because we didn't have it. I think it was filed about a week or maybe ten day ten days to a week before the vote, um, and the vote went forward. Um, and I think that uh, that was so honestly out of the entire process. I think that particular ruling or that decision was so critical, was so important because even though. If you fast forward the discussion to May the 14th to 2021, when the Supreme Court ruled invalidating the initiative process and by default invalidating the medical marijuana program under Initiative 65, even if you look at that, because that was a gut punch, right? And we, we can talk about that in a second. But if you go back to that decision not to enjoin the vote, not to stop or restrain the vote, it was so important to everything because it was only through the vote that we really saw how much support that the medical marijuana program in Mississippi had. We only saw through that vote how many people were in favor of a medicinal, a medical a marijuana, a medicinal marijuana program. Um, we wouldn't have seen that had we not had the vote. Had the vote itself been stopped, we would have never known how many people actually supported the program. And I think that was critical when we, when we, when we fast-forwarded to the legislature creating the bill um, because they can only do – people can only act on what they know or think or, or you know, the knowledge you have. And, uh, you know, when you have proponents and supporters fighting with opponents – uh, over at the Capitol, you know, legislators are probably, you know, at that point, they're like, we don't know what to believe because you don't have any facts. Um, but we had facts. We had facts. We had 74% of Mississippians voted in favor of a medicinal marijuana program. Um, and that was huge. So I think even out of everything that happened, the most important ruling in the entire process was the Supreme Court refusal to enact or restrain the vote. Because um, that was everything going forward. That seventy four percent. So, I was maybe I maybe I've got my timeline wrong. Uh, or maybe I've clear, got my clear, you, no, <laughs> clearly you would know you you were vested in this. Um, I thought that her lawsuit came after the vote. 
No, she actually filed the complaint before the vote. Okay. Um, and it was, and there was two things. There was, uh, well, there was more than two things. Obviously, there was, you know, it, it included in the relief for the complaint was um, to stop the vote. And and then, of course, to just invalidate uh, the, the legal argument um, that ultimately she prevailed on. She got what she wanted out of that, which was the the, the municipalities being able to decide if they that's wanted right. medical marijuana that's right. or yeah, yeah. Or and, be able to vote on that. That's right. And, and, you know, frankly, I, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think, you know, we talk about that all the time. We, we talk about when we, we even t- talking about the federal government. You know, does the federal government know better for Mississippians than state government? Sure. I don't, you know, probably not because they're not they're, it, because it's the federal government. They're they're looking at the entire country's needs. Um, same thing when you talk about locality. Does does uh, do Madison leaders know more than state leaders about what's good for Madison? Well, I mean, yeah, arguably, I mean, they're going to be people that are going to argue about that all day long. Sure. But at the end of the day, I think local Mississippians should have the opportunity to decide what they want in their communities, and so. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I thought the way it was written was really well. Everybody is automatically opted in. You're in it. You're in it. You're in it. You're in it. And if you don't want to be in it, then you have this time frame in which to get out of it. Sure. Um, and so I, you know, uh, I think it was ultimately ended in a good place. But the 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 May 14th decision was a kick in the teeth and was, frankly, for me, 100% unexpected. I mean, I really did not think that the argument would prevail. Number one, I I will tell you as a lawyer, it was a brilliant strategy. I mean, I'm not going to act like it wasn't. Like, I can give that to somebody, to a lawyer who did a good job. You can can disagree. That's right. That's right. That's right. Nice hand. That's right. Right. Yeah. Touche. Well played. Um, Great legal argument. I did not think it was a successful legal argument myself. I thought it was, um, certainly, I thought there were constitutional uh, provisions that, you know, in precedent that says we don't interpret things like that uh, in the way that the Supreme Court chose to interpret that um, because it's a ridiculous outcome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, you know, that, that's it, it's absurd. It's an it, it came to be an absurd outcome because the truth is, is if you if you apply it to that, well, then you have to apply it to every initiative that came before that. That was that was uh, that we that we passed with four congressional. That's right, with four congressional districts when when they shouldn't have been because frankly, if it was impossible with Initiative sixty five, then it was impossible for all these others. And I think that was an absurd result. However, that being said, I think ultimately we came out with uh, probably a better program. I mean, and I I do mean that. I think we have a. uh, I think relatively speaking, it's not perfect. But we have a, uh, I think we have a great program, especially compared to some of the other states around us. So, yeah, I uh, feel I've, I have forever felt, and I'll go to my grave with this one. I felt that they kept that that initiative process messed up with the congressional districts like that as a poison pill. Yeah, for this very that's this right. Very for, it's reason. a card. They, they, waiting to pull it out when they needed it. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Okay. Come back. This is a uh, grow your note with Kelly Williams of Kelly's Green right here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB. All right, welcome back in to Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. I am Clay Edwards, and your host today is Miss Kelly Williams. We've been doing this for about 19 weeks or so now. Been rolling on along. You're going to blink. It's going to be a half a year. I know. Been doing Grow Your Know here. Uh, so we, we kind of just left off talking about the lawsuit yeah. and all that and just how it came down. And I... I think that the backlash was way swifter than um, a lot of our state leaders thought mm. it was going to be. Oh, I think people were 
livid. And it's not just people who were supporters of medical marijuana. It's anyone who realized what really happened. Medical marijuana was a default. It, it wasn't the real, the real kick in the teeth was, hey, everybody, Mississippians, you don't have an initiative. You can't amend your own constitution. How about that? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing, right? People, people, even the, uh, the medical marijuana stuff aside, it was the linchpin for saying, hey, hold on, they're screwing us. Right. Like, whether if it ain't this today, what is it tomorrow? That's right. And, and yeah, exactly. Right? The vote was the vote. People voted for this. You right. can't tell us that we can't have it now. Regardless right. if we agree. I mean, I got a ton of calls here on conservative talk radio. Right. Oh, Pe- I'm sure. Yeah. People who didn't agree with the marijuana, but 100% agreed with, hey, but that's what the, that's how the vote played that's right. out. That's right. You know, so. Yeah, 100%. Like, you, you can't, uh, you know, in, in a, you know, I, I hate to get into a, uh, a political uh, discussion, but I mean, as a as a just a matter of you know, I, I'll take the po- the politics out of it if you can. You know, as a, in a free society, sure, there are just there are there are freedoms, and uh, there is some freedoms that you have from an oppressive or intrusive tr- intrusive government. I mean, as a people, we should have a pathway to amend our own constitution. Um, I understand that we have a representative democracy. We don't have, in many ways, a direct democracy. It's not like we get to go vote on every single issue. Um, and, and in that regard, we look to our leaders and our representatives to handle our business and, and decide some issues for us. Well, that's how we ended up with the uh, with the flag being changed. That's right. Uh, you know, a lot of that's people right. were upset, but at the end of the day, that is the way our government works. Right. You know, right. that's that's what we that's what we that's, signed up that's for. That's what we signed up for. And right. and if and if you if you don't like the way it's working, then you should have the opportunity to change that. There should be a process or an avenue to do that. And a constitutional amendment allows people you know and it shouldn't be easy i mean we're talking about our constitution sure. so there shouldn't be an easy path to amending your to, to amending the constitution well, thankfully it doesn't go as the wind blows that's right a hundred percent and it should never it should never because these are important um these are important topics and issues that govern us as a people and as a society and so it should never be easy yeah. but it should be <laughs> we did a show a few weeks ago with my lawyer friend sean and we were talking about the, the the kind of throughout the last fifty sixty years or so the the shifts of the to, to the left and to the right of the Supreme right. Court and how whoever whenever it's leaning one way the other side thinks it's illegitimate or should be changed That's and right. vice versa. But at the end of the day, when you go through history, it kind of continues straight. Right, I mean, it goes left, it goes right, right, it goes left, it goes right. It's the average. If you look at the average, yeah. it averages. Yeah. yeah, there's the pendulum. In my in my opinion, I used to tell people this in and uh, when I practiced law. When we talk about different precedent and different makeup of, of different court, whether you're talking about, uh, you know, when you when you see these aggressive or decisive, super decisive uh, or super uh, polarizing opinions come down. Um, and then you also see it sometimes in policies. Uh, I, I saw it a lot, um, dealt with a lot in federal policies dealing with um, funds that came down for uh, abused and neglected children and the foster care system and things of that nature. Um, it, it's like the pendulum always has to overcompensate. Like when you have one, one when you see us go in one way with some super polarizing uh, decision or policy, you know it's only a matter of time before that pendulum swings and it's not going to stop in the middle. No. It's going to keep going because and you're like, hey, everybody, can we just, if you could see a little foresight for, right, because the truth is, is if you do something so, so polarizing here, 
it, it, it's just a force of nature. It's a force of humanity. We're going to come back with an overcompensation. And uh, well, you're, it's, fixing, you're fixing to yes, see right. it again with, uh, again, I would never drag you into political <laughs> into an argument and do that to you. But Thank you, Clay. But, but, you're, <laughs> you, but you're, you know, like, like right now, as a conservative, I feel the country going very far left. But I tell people, don't get don't get too too worked up because inevitably it'll swing back right That's and right. it's going to swing further back right than we than it should. That's right. To hopefully kind of pull back to the middle. Right. You know, and it's like so you're going to see that and then there's going to be times where it's right and it swings back left. Yeah. So I mean, inevitably, some sometimes we're going to be happy. Sometimes we're going to be mad. That's right. Regardless on what side you're on. That's right. But uh, I, I know we got way down a rabbit hole yeah. there. <laughs> so I think I think I took us there. <laughs> but, no, but I, but I love those. I mean, I could just rename my show the Rabbit Hole. And just, <laughs> I jump down it every day. Got the Alice in Wonderland theme. <laughs> but uh, but I think it's important we, when we get an opportunity to speak with somebody who was on the front lines of this battle mm-hmm. from basically day one to now and through the highs and lows and ebbs and flows. Uh, of this thing and how you almost lost it after you had all this money raised and everything, yeah. you know, it's like we, 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 we tend to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat a lot in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was, mean, we, we've snatched defeat about, you know, 10 times at this point, just through, so, the, through the process. So it, it was nice to snatch a victory from, did I say it backwards? We, snatch, we, we typically snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess it yeah. depends on. We finally yeah. got it right. Right, right. Uh, so it, it's nice to see everybody cooler heads prevail. I think we got a great program. Uh, and, and we I, really and do. I, I really trust you when you say that. But just looking at it, other people I've talked to, hey, look, it, it's a start. There's obviously going to be some things that we want changed. And, sure. Uh, more conditions right. added, particularly sleep and anxiety. Right. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. In, anxiety and anxiety for sure. Um, but you compare our state to other states um, and there's really just no, no, there, there's no question about we have a better program. And, you know, I can say for, for one thing, you know, if you look at some other states, uh, uh, their, their programs were tied up in litigation forever before anybody ever got, uh, ever got, uh, access to medicine, um, whether it was due to a license cap, uh, that was some litigation was filed on or whether it was due to a slow rollout, um, there are all these things that affected um, some of the other states' programs that just didn't benefit the, the people in those states um, and, uh, and actually hurt, hurt the – if you're talking about patient access to medicine, actually hurt those patients. And so we avoided that. Um, and I think we did a great, a great job on avoiding that. I mean, again, it's not perfect, and we've had some challenges. And it had, if in, in hindsight, there's a couple things that – in uh, me – personally that I would push for to make sure that we we did things in the right order but uh all in all we got a great program these towns that opted out of mm-hmm. uh, having dispensaries or any form of the business in them is there a window that they can opt back in is it every four years they can how often when can it be brought back up to vote say tides change people see people see uh hey it's not what I thought it was, it's, it appears right. to be a good tax driver or business or whatever. Yeah. When can they vote to opt back in once they've opted out? So uh, there's a there wasn't a there's only a window for opting uh, for opting out. So right when the program came down, I can't remember what the what the uh, deadline was now, but there was a window where you had to opt out. If you did not opt out within that window, then you were forever opted in. You can never opt out again. Mm-hmm. But if you did opt out. Um, you can opt in at any time. 
So whatever in, in as far as when those votes happen or when that process happens, I think is more um, more of a uh, an issue on the particular locality that you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember. I'd have to look back at the bill. But I do know you can opt in at any time. The, the important thing to know is that once you opt in, you're no. in. Yeah, you can't opt out. You can't go back late. If it's not working out, you don't get to come back five years later and opt out. And, and obviously, one of the one of the great things about this, is even if your municipality doesn't allow you to purchase it there, you can still legally consume it there and 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 uh, own it as long as you have your medical marijuana card. Oh, sure. As long, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. So an opt out is only applies to the businesses. It just means that the the leaders in the community or the people in the community ultimately decided we don't want the businesses here um it just you know it's inconvenient for patients uh especially if they live in a rural area but um but it but it doesn't affect other than the inconvenience which i'm not saying is okay i'm just saying other than that it doesn't affect a patient's um right to go get medical marijuana as long as they have been as long as they have their card um and as long as they're you know applying by all of the regular or all the laws that surround medical marijuana but you can absolutely opt outs don't apply to patients great let's take our last break come back land the plane for the day with kelly williams this is grow your know brought to you by kelly's green on 103.9 fm wyab and with the longest intro music in the game welcome (laughs) back to Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. Uh, we got Miss Kelly Williams here in the studio with us. Kelly, uh, great show today. Really enjoyed Thank getting you. your perspective and kind of going back down memory lane yeah. on the lawsuit and what got us to where we're at today. I thought that was uh, really informative and interesting to hear it from somebody who's got skin in the game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, Definitely looking back the with, the, with, the, you know, with the ability to have a little hindsight yeah. and uh, kind of how it all shook out. And I, I think... Generally speaking, most people are got to be happy with it. I mean, especially considering looking at, say, Alabama, for instance, and oh, some other states. Man, they have a bad program. I mean, sorry, Alabama. But yeah, man, that's a that's a that's a that's a horrible program. Move to Mississippi. Move to Mississippi. That's so, right. um, look, you uh, anything you want to close with? I know you have your uh, your CLE. Tomorrow. Yeah, so come on, come check us out at the CLE. Whether you're a lawyer or not, uh, you can come down. Twenty five dollars for non lawyers. I can't remember how much is for lawyers, but lawyers know how to look that up. So. Um, and, uh, you, uh, can always find us at www.kellysgreen.org. Check us out on Facebook also. And, um, yeah. And please continue if you're, if you're wanting a job and you've got a work permit, come on. And if you're wanting a job and you don't get a, have a work permit, get, get a work permit and come check us out. You can find that on Mississippi Department of Health's website, or again, we've got it posted in the link on last week's podcast. Yeah, it was like MMCP maybe. I, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Mississippi Medical Cannabis, mmcp.dhs.com. No, I, can't I can't remember. Mississippi Medical Cannabis. I think it was mmcp.org. I got it. It's mmcp.ms.gov. There you go. I, well, I went to the website <laughs> last week. All right, Kelly, we appreciate you. Y'all can find Kelly's Green on Facebook at Kelly's Green Inc. The website is Kelly's Green dot org. org. Mm-hmm. And again, get your medical Mississippi cannabis. Yes. Get uh, your card. Get your card. Get your patient card. MMCP.ms.gov. Uh, if you got that, you've got you've got a foot and a half in the door. Yep. You've got a foot and a half in the door. Don't quit your job. 
Yeah, don't till you your get job your card. Yeah, till you have another job. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Ben Clay Edwards for Grow Your Know. Thank you, Kelly. We will see you next week. Awesome. Thanks. Right, peace.